0: Welcome back to the American Israelite Newspaper Podcast, the Let There Be Light Podcast. And uh, today is actually Friday, August 26th, the 29th of Av. And uh, actually, I think that would be the new month of Elul starting today. Um, and uh, I'm one of your co hosts, uh, Netanel Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other co host,
1: Good morning, Ted and friends. (laughs) It's Lori Platt. I came back.
0: You did come back, didn't you? I sure did. You weren't scared off the first time?
1: No, no, no. I had a great time. But Uh, we need some bumper music.
0: Bumper music? We We have like klezmer music. Has what? Klezmer. What's that? Klezmer is Jewish klezmer music. Well, okay, let's play it.
1: Let's let's get a little. Well, they
0: do that on the intro. They'll put that in there. Okay. Yeah, they'll put that on the intro for us.
1: Well, I'm glad to be here, Ted. Good morning to you.
0: Good morning. So, uh, this is the issue of Thursday, August 25th, which is the fourth week of the month. And our top story this week, so we'll, wait a minute, back up. How are you and and, and what's going on with all your pickleball playing and all your pickling?
1: Well, I was one of the few people that didn't pick up pickleball during COVID.
0: Ah. I
1: just kind of watched from the sidelines and then about three or so weeks ago I went on um, a well-known website and bought a paddle four paddles and balls and that sat in my car for I'd say a good four months
0: you have to find somebody to play with
1: exactly and then one day we were at the tennis courts and I said hey I have pickleball stuff in my car let's just hit around and we did it and it was surprisingly fun and these this little wooden paddle right. and a plastic so ball it's like that looks like this, a wiffle ball. It's yeah, it's like it's a ping pong paddle almost. Fine, a
0: little bit, it's bigger yeah. than a ping pong yes. paddle. It's like a, about the size of almost a tennis head. No, it's not that big. Okay, it's smaller Unless, than that but yeah. bigger than a a, a, yes. a a ping pong.
1: Yes, and okay. it, this unassuming little plastic yellow wiffle ball-looking thing. Okay. It is so much fun, and you cover the co- the courts. It's a lot smaller, so right, it's like right. the first boxes of the inbounds on the tennis court, and you can get to things quicker. And it's a great um, cardio exercise, and it doesn't, but it doesn't wear you out. And it's and it's qu- it's easier for me to keep a rally going, which is what I kind of want to do because I want to get some sweat into my exercise. Right. Um, whereas with tennis, I'll, we'll hit like three or four times, and the point's over, and then I'm like, oh. But with pickleball. Uh, I think I counted the highest time that we went back and forth was 19. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, and it's and it is. I can see why it's appealing to any demographic, any age, any level of athleticism. Um, I, but I haven't bra- been brave enough to do doubles because that looks pretty intense to me.
0: Okay, and you will be uh, after podcasting today. You will be going and doing some pickleballing.
1: I will make time to do it, um, but I do have to work today too. So, okay, but I but okay. I will make time. It might be pickleballing this evening. Okay, but uh, I'm having a great time with it, and I would so highly recommend it. So it's like it.
0: one of the. Um, it is the fastest growing. Fastest growing sport yeah. besides like uh, disc golf or regular golf or. Uh, no, it, in
1: recreational sport like right, that, right. It, it is the fastest growing. Okay, it is, and Cause
0: you just need a you need well, you have courts, and then you just need a a, a, a pickleball and a and a pickleball ra- yeah, uh, racket paddle. My
1: whole set for four with six balls was under fifty dollars. Okay, uh, you can spend more if you'd like, but okay. I'm not of that caliber yet. Okay, um, so it's been a great fun. It's great fun. Okay,
0: all right. So on to our top story. Our top story is Felicia Zockham returns to Jewish Federation of Cincinnati as director of community planning, and she was there for many years under, um, let's see, she was the head of the Young Adult Division, Mm -hmm. a development officer, and then she left for a little bit to go to the Jewish, uh, sorry, not Jewish, Greater Cincinnati Cincinnati Foundation, Mm -hmm. which is run by... um, What's her name is uh, um, Ellen Katz Katz yeah yes. Ellen Katz, yeah, who was married to Mark Johnson and then they got divorced and she got remarried well, it's just that's history okay. all
1: right that's great you, you know. know what um,
0: I know all these folks
1: the the greater Sensei Foundation is also in my office building downtown at the Sarger point oh building. really mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay, so they're kind of like you know like they're 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 definitely a huge foundation yes. in this community yes they huge. are. Anyway, she came back to the federation, and she's now there again. We wish her well, and we welcome her back to Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, and this woman is, seems very um, well um, appropriate and well and well. Um, what's the word I want? Um,
0: Developed development.
1: Yeah, she's in the development world, but she seems yeah. perfect for this for this role. Well, and she was she made a really good point that yeah. um, she wasn't looking to leave the the federation and then she got this call and then what she has, what I thought when she quoted and and said that it's critical, it's critically important for Jewish voices to show up in spaces outside of the Jewish community. Mm -hmm. So, which is what, so she at greater Cincinnati foundation was able to sort of step outside her own community and view the, view the Jewish community in a different light. So, Mm -hmm. so that gave her a better perspective on how to serve it. So I think her experience away from the federation it it has, it helped, has her. helped her mm-hmm. i think coming back to it
0: well and i also have a little tidbit of information she, you mm-hmm. know once i well, i used to run the uh cincinnati uh jewish uh soft single softball league <laughs> and she she is a uh, second baseman
1: oh my that's a yeah. lot of talent.
0: Yes, she's she's an excellent second baseman. She was picking up those grounders like a like a vacuum cleaner. I mean, she <laughs> could not get anything by her.
1: Well, what position did you play?
0: I was usually probably third base.
1: Okay, a little hot pocket.
0: Yeah, I was usually a third baseman.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another facet about Ted. Mm-hmm. Did not she know. Learned,
0: you learned about it. Okay, and so you like page two with the fall market.
1: I, I love a good fall market. And, you know, on my way in this morning, I was listening to a radio station and they mentioned that um, on their way into work this morning, the first of the pumpkin and Pumpkins? pumpkin flavored coffees are now uh, out. Okay. And I'm thinking it's not even September, but people are people are kind of ready for fall, and this fall market looks pretty terrific. It's free, and it will be on the September 18th at right. the Mayerson JCC.
0: Starts at 9:30. And 01.
1: And it's just up kind of stuff I love to do. Produce, fresh food, handcrafted art. Dozens of vendors will be there selling everything from honey and pottery to jewelry and delicious food.
0: All right, so they always sell Because a week later on Sunday the 25th is the night of Rosh Hashanah. Oh, thank you. So Rosh Hashanah starts on the the next Sunday, that Sunday night. And so you want to get your honey and your apples and your round challahs and they'll have probably most of that stuff. But honey is one of the things in being kosher that doesn't have to have a kosher certification. All mm. honey is kosher.
1: That's fi- that I, yeah, so I love knowing that. that yeah. All my, co- all honey is kosher. Okay, so yeah. my mother has honey in her hot water, in a cup of hot water every morning. Mm. And um, when my father was alive, he always told her buy local honey, buy local honey. So. I bet that the honey yeah, at this have, market is yeah, local, yeah. and I'm going to go um, to the market mm-hmm. and I will look for some honey because I, I think th- there's I think some. I great. think
0: there's been some. St- I, I'm not sure. I'm just making a generalization here, but I think there's certain things in honey that are like antioxidants for yes. b- for humans, yes, because of uh, different uh, from what the, the the bees bring into it and how they make it. So it's an antioxidant to, to us,
1: exactly. And they okay. say. You know, I've always heard that um, local honey also helps with allergies
0: ah, due to the local
1: air that you
0: right, right, are right.
1: breathing. So right. that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Uh, again, that's September 18th at the Mayerson JCC. Um,
0: well, we should probably mention that the, uh, uh, on Thursday the 8th, which is coming up in two, a couple of weeks from now, is their annual meeting.
1: Yes, and that also is free. Yeah. Um, but they would like you to RSVP so they can make sure they have enough room and put the chairs right. out, right. et cetera.
0: Right. All right, so uh, our next top story is 200-year-old Rockdale Temple prepares for its next 200 years by launching its bicentennial fund. And so this year coming up is their 200th year. Um, so they're raising funds to, in perpetuity, have enough, you know, money for the rabbi so that they can have a rabbi the next 200 years so in 200 years it'll be 20 22 22 200 years from now yeah, 22 22, 20, 20. 22. <gasps> Ooh, that's right wow. so you but, better play that lottery yeah. number tonight
1: so but it's to raise for rabbis because yes, we're not expecting right, one right, rabbi to live for 200 years Rab- yeah that, the that's, senior a, rabbi position. that's right, an right. ambitious goal and uh, we wish yeah. them um a successful campaign and mm-hmm. nothing wrong with um early planning
0: right thinking ahead yep Okay, um, a most happy madness, and that is the non-secret confession of serial volunteers. So, Jimmy Ellis, who I've known since I was in uh, North Avondale School, first grade, wow. and Howard Goldwasser, who I think is probably my age too, but he grew up in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. um, and they both uh, spend time at the Jewish Family Service Hellman Family Food Pantry, and they also go out and deliver meals to people. Both of them are retired, and they just they drive around the city delivering food and meals to people that can't get out of their houses. They're uh, homebound, and um, so what they're doing is a true mitzvah. And they just, I think it's really interesting. The one um, Jim L says that uh, he, one of the gentlemen he delivers to, is a younger middle-aged man who had a stroke within the last Mm. two years and he can't really carry up bags of groceries up to a second-floor apartment. Um, he's just this lovely, wonderful person who happens to be in a really tough spot, and I enjoy seeing him every month. I'm just amazed at people who are able to persevere to overcome such hardship.
1: Yeah, this is so. – um, It's is a, a myth What they're doing is, is a they go out and do that It is incredible to – And a lot of – as you said, a lot of these people are homebound, mm-hmm. and just to have a smile, eye contact, and a few, human, a few seconds, co- human contact. Absolutely, mm-hmm. not to be about me again, but many, many, many years ago,
0: yeah,
1: it, I delivered U.S. mail in the summer huh. um, before my co- my senior year in college. Right. I kind of stumbled into the job. At, I won't. I won't get into it right now. But I visited a lot of older folks that okay. did not have opportunities to get out of their home. Right. And one in particular stood out huh. every day when she kind of got to know me. She leave a can of Lemonade, mm. iced tea, a straw, just a little drink for me because I had a 14 mile walking route, and she would leave a little drink for me every day. And then when I had to tell her um, I was going back to school, she was so sweet. She left out, she left, she made, she gave, left me a little gift, the, the my final, my final, final day route, and it was like a sweet little bracelet Aww. that. Um, but uh, I, that really touched me. But, mm-hmm. but I didn't know at the time that I was. Probably one of the few people she saw on a regular right. basis. A human, back, inter- yeah. human interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it, it is really important. And, and and organizations are always looking for volunteers. So yes. if, if this one um, appeals to you, mm-hmm. uh, know that there are many, many who can use Federation, all of them uh, Federation,
0: Jewish Family Service, JVS Career Services, um, you know, anything and everything you can volunteer. Yes, We need people. Yes. All right. um, Tonight um, through Sunday is uh, well, actually, tonight is Rabbi Kahan's installation weekend at Rockdale Temple. Uh, So that starts this evening. And then also this Sunday is the end of summer picnic party at Israel from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Don't say those words. What end of summer? It's yes. not end of summer. It's yet. not the end of summer. Well, it's usually not till and uh, after I know. Labor Day. And I Labor know. Day. And now you know the kids went back to start school like a week or two ago. I know. And they already <laughs> started back to school. I've i already
1: seen <laughs> Halloween decorations. College. Oh, Halloween
0: decorations. Yeah, that's a little bit early.
1: Um, I've seen, I've seen, people already start talking about their Thanksgiving meals.
0: Thanksgiving, that's not for I, like three months. I'm telling months.
1: you, I know it, I know it. And it's going to be 90 degrees this Sunday, so yeah, it's gonna it be very is not hot. the end of summer.
0: No, no, no it won't but, be for, I'd say a good three, four weeks. But
1: this sounds like a terrific picnic party that Adith Israel um, is hosting at 11 a.m. to 3 p.m.
0: Yep. All right. So we also have this week our Yiddish column, which is always interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's on page five. Please read that. Um, and there is a picture of yours truly.
1: Uh, look at uh, you.
0: That's my cranberry tie. That's that's my cranberry cranberry and gray tie that I, want, you know.
1: Do you have a uh, blueberry and strawberry tie?
0: Uh, probably yes. I probably have a blueberry. <laughs> that and is strawberry. a good
1: picture, and I and. It does uh, mention that the all our four different co-hosts, co-hosts. Yes. So yes. Uh, your lovely wife is right up there, yeah. and Pam Geller Julia Olson, and myself.
0: So. Well, those are it's alphabetical, so no one gets offended.
1: Ah, that's.
0: Yeah, I know how to. You know, I don't. I see. I thought anybody. that was the order of the hosts. No, no, for each no, no. no it's okay. just so it's alphabetical, so no one gets upset.
1: I'm never upset about that.
0: Okay. okay. So there is uh, some national politics on six. But we're going to pass that because it's it's really um, – we just don't want to get into opinions on that stuff.
1: It's, but it's well worth a read. It's well um, worth a uh, read. As always, the American Israelite is full of both local and national news.
0: All right, and then national news. Um, this is kind of interesting. This one story is uh, on page 7. It's once buried in Europe a little – a Hitler puppet stashed <laughs> in Frank Oz's Oakland attic tells his family's Holocaust story. So it goes through – That Frank Oz, and I was watching, we were watching this uh, uh, PBS special last night about Jim Henson. Uh Uh-huh. And Frank Oz was the character, uh, so I'll read this. Uh, This comes from the Jewish News of Northern California via JTA. Long before Frank Oz gained fame as the puppet master. He was the puppet master behind such iconic characters as Miss Miss Piggy and Yoda. He was Frank Oznawicz. O- Osnowitz? Osnowitz. an Oakland kid who attended Tech High, ate burgers at Quick Way, and watched movies at the Grand Lake Theater. From time to time, he'd rummage through the attic of his home. One day, he came across something that would prove to be extraordinary—a set of wooden marionettes. And so, this is how he became a puppet. This was, oh my god okay, yes. and a puppet master, carved in the 19th. His and this runs in his family. Carved in the 1930s by his Jewish father, Isidore Mike Osnowitz, a Holocaust refugee from Antwerp, Belgium. The costumes were handmade by his mother, Frances. One of the puppets, with its Charlie Chaplin mustache and raised right arm, was unmistakably a mocking caricature of Hitler. So he would do these little plays. Uh, Every few years, I'd see the puppets and not think twice, Oz recalled of his youth. When I was an adult, I moved to New York, and I realized, my God, look at what we have here. Long before storing the puppets in an Oakland attic, Mike Osnowitz had buried them in Antwerp for safekeeping before fleeing the Nazi invasion. Then retrie- he went, then retrieved them after the war. He went back to that same place. Uh, they remained in the attic until his son, by then fully aware of the historical importance of his parents' handiwork, transported them to his Manhattan apartment, where he has kept them for more than 30 years. The puppets have never been on public display until now, they're the centerpiece of a new exhibit. Oz is for us. Now it's a puppet family's history. So it's now open November twenty seventh, open now through November at the Contemporary Jewish Museum in San Francisco. It's very interesting.
1: Very I- interesting. And and um, there's a terrific photo here of the of the yeah. Hitler like marionettes and assorted marionette heads.
0: Mm-hmm. Um He guess you could change them out and stuff, and then he would do like plays mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, moving right along. Uh, on page, Detroit's last synagogue now turning 100. So, uh, one of the original synagogues in uh, the Motor City and 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 Detroit was on the main thoroughfare, um, and it was built, I guess you know, years and years ago, and then it was founded in 1921, um, but then. You know, over the years and over time, it's like in Cincinnati that, you know, the, the community and the population keeps moving out, 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 out to the suburbs. And now people are starting to come back into downtown. And so they're re um, reinvigorating this whole uh, synagogue. Yes. Very interesting.
1: And um, th- it's a very modern-looking synagogue uh, that's expected to c- – to be completed in twenty twenty four, so we, we wish them a very successful um, return to downtown Detroit and usage and yeah, yeah the needs of yeah. the of the the larger metro mm-hmm. Detroit Jewish community were are, are also changing. So this this is really positive news for for Detroit.
0: Yeah, people are going back downtown. Mm-hmm. All right, um, in international news, Iran responds to Union's final nuclear deal. Uh, Especially, they have a almost uh, maybe a couple of items still left before their nuclear deal is completed, and we are all just holding our breath as to what's going to happen with this whole thing and whether or not they're going to follow through on it and do what is required.
1: Yeah, that's um, that's, intense, that's pretty intense stuff.
0: All right. Uh, There's more international news. Um, In uh, in Israeli international news, uh, Israeli families of the Munich Olympic massacre victims are boycotting the German ceremony marking the 50th anniversary of the 1972 Olympics when a lot of people, you know, 11 Israeli athletes were killed. And they are still fighting over the money to recompensate the families of the victims of the athletes. So they're boycotting it because of that, um, and uh, they still have not come to agreement. This is taking them; they're still fighting over fifty years later. Yeah, so that's not good either.
1: No, it's not. No.
0: All right. Um, in Israeli news, the IDF has destroyed another uh, Hamas attack tunnel uh, meant to transport terrorists into Israel. So this happens like every year mm-hmm. or two. There's the same story. Um Hamas builds a tunnel underneath you know in the, in in the in the sand and in the, the dirt Strip. in Gaza over to Israel to you know so people can sneak in and then pop up you know wherever and then go kill people and then they go back down to the tunnel and sneak back mm-hmm. um but it seems like every couple of years the IDF finds these tunnels and blows them up and so they start building another one
1: yeah you would think <laughs> like every year almost you would think the infrastructure I mean, there, it's a great amount of land, but mm-hmm. you know, tunnel after tunnel after tunnel, blow up, blow up, blow up. Yes. It's gonna. It's, not gonna, it's gonna be we, safe. No, we, no. Well, they stable. put probably wood in the top yeah. and all that kind of. Well, it's of stuff. not gonna be stable with the yeah. kind of the hollowing out of the land underneath.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: All right. Seems um, like a
1: sad news all around. Yeah.
0: So the IDF soldier that was killed in a friendly fire incident in Judea and Samaria. Um, so an Israeli infantry soldier was killed on Monday of this week, Monday night, in an apparent friendly fire incident near Tulkarim uh, in Samaria, the military confirmed a statement. So uh, the, the soldier had left an outpost that he was manning, apparently, to pray and he was coming back to it, and he was mistakenly shot by a number, another member of his unit upon his return. Yeah. So he just didn't recognize him. He thought he was could have been a terrorist, and yeah. he just shot him. And it turns out he was one of his, his buddies.
1: Um, I couldn't Sad. imagine
0: the, the guilt the that guilt. you would have and just the whole thing of you know, that. It's just horrible. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to some happy news <laughs> on social news. Yes, we need it. All right, so why don't you read the first one? Okay. We'll talk about uh, Emmett Joseph Ganson.
1: Oh well, look at that—he's a beautiful baby boy. So we are delighted to announce that Emmett Joseph Ganson was born on July sixteenth, twenty twenty-two, which is seventy maz fifty-seven eighty-two in Cincinnati. Um, Keep going. The Brit Mila was, Mila. The mor- Mila was on the morning of Sunday, July twenty-fourth, twenty twenty-two. His parents are Stephanie Nay Herschel and Philip Ganson. Mm -hmm. Emmett's grandparents are Ellen.
0: Oh, blessed memory.
1: Oh, blessed memory, thank you. And Michael Ganson of Cincinnati, Ohio. And I believe you reported earlier that Michael Ganson.
0: He's uh, our uh, our legal, one one of our legal. Legal eagle. Yeah, one of our legal writers.
1: So uh, congratulations to Michael Ganson. Um, Mm -hmm. And Sandra and Jeff Herschel of Columbus, Ohio. Those are his his grandparents of his mother. Mm-hmm. His aunts are Sarah Schmoll, Maureen Slackman, mm-hmm. Jennifer Herschel, and Jenna Herschel. Mm-hmm. Uncles are Adam Ganson, Oren Schmoll, and Matt Herschel, along with Brian Herschel. And um, his great-grandparents are... All who have all passed. And um, Reva and Norman... Reva, Reva mm-hmm. and Norman... Ganson. Ganson, I'm sorry, I've marked in my own copy. Miriam and Leonard Bernstein, mm-hmm. Rhoda and M. Bill Davis, mm-hmm. Marion and Jerry Herschel. Mm-hmm. Well, Emmett is, looks like he's going to be filled with a lot of love and um, uncles and aunts, and I'm sure that his, his birth is a is a great welcome to to their to, to this young
0: family. All right, so Joya Lee and Louie Pastor of Greenwich, Connecticut, announced the birth of their daughter, Zoe Lee, on August 11, 2022. Zoe has a brother, Levi, and a sister, Remy. Zoe is the granddaughter of Iris, who is our own Iris Pastor, and Stephen Pastor of Tampa, Florida, formerly of Cincinnati, Ohio, and Betty and Edward Lee of New Orleans, Louisiana. Zoe is a great-granddaughter of the late Bev and Pike Levine and the late Hotch, Hoch, Hoach, and Herb Pastor. Zoe was born on her paternal grandfather's 75th birthday.
1: Oh. So that
0: would be, she was born on um, August 11th. S- well, uh, she was born on Stephen Pastor's birthday. Yeah, August 11th. Yeah. yeah. All right, there's also a couple weddings.
1: Uh, ain't Love Grand.
0: And we wish them all well in yes, their we do. new married life together. Mm hmm. Fine, looking couples. All right. So we move on around the community. Is um, Sally Priest and Leads the Way exhibit, which we took these photos back on May nineteenth. We just have had other stuff that was in uh, in the lineup, and so we're now running them now in August. So, um, but it was very interesting. It was a, a big speeches uh, given. The whole exhibit was now is which is now at um, HUC. And there was a reception, and um, she was the first woman rabbi in the United States. And there's a picture of her. She actually was here that d- the day before um, and sat in that chair right there. And gave. she was on the podcast. Oh, wow. And uh, talked about her whole life experience and where she's been working and everything else. Um, and she's still working. And um,
1: yeah. But it's
0: interesting, the different photos and the... Uh,
1: I bet. And all the artifacts and being the first woman rabbi in the United States.
0: Quite quite accomplished. That is.
1: Can I ask a question? <laughs> sure. Um, are women rabbi more common in Israel?
0: No, no. just probably more in America. More I mean, in that America. would be the reform okay. movement and the conservative okay. movement versus the orthodox movement. Got it.
1: All right. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. clearing that up for me.
0: All right. Um now, kids that are listening and parents and grandparents, the, okay, so the 2022 Rosh Hashanah Coloring Contest is now underway. So you want to get your coloring contest into us for Rosh Hashanah. Um, deadline is Monday, September 9, because we go to the printer about a week later, and so we have to go through them all, then we have to scan them all. And so come up with some kind of uh, maybe blowing the shofar, apples and honey, um, reading from the Torah, mm-hmm. a whole new year, uh, 5783 is coming up. So start mm-hmm. getting your uh, drawings together now.
1: This is one of my favorite things that you do. do. You want to
0: send it in? No,
1: I'm not going to. Yeah, you want to no, do it, don't no, you? No, Just admit but, it. But but wait, I I remember as a kid yeah. uh, on Thanksgiving they would, have, you know decorate your hand turkey right design. they'd always have the turkey in the end i used to love doing that uh-huh. and maybe next year you can expand the age categories to well you can send one adults in
0: we will have adults in there we'll <laughs> put an adult thing in if you want to put it together
1: might consider that but this is a again and we want to remind folks um, just a normal piece of paper eight and a half by eleven right so right't don't, right, don't, right, you yeah. know so you don't have to go out and buy specialty right. paper you yeah. just you you can use the backside of something else in fact yeah all right well that's great and again due September 9th
0: and yeah send it into the paper uh, here at one one six seven four eleven and row all right moving on to letters to the editor there is a big massive letter to the editor this week. Um, it's going to be very controversial. Everybody's going to be talking about it, and I am denying any responsibility right now. Okay? So don't call the Israelite. Anyway, um, so I have a policy that you are allowed to be anonymous if I, the publisher, know who you are. And so it continues on the next page where it says... Name withheld upon request. The writer is from Cincinnati, but they want to remain anonymous because they don't want any, you know, blowback from having written this letter. Uh, They want to open up the discussions where we can be a little bit more open and honest with each other about the politics that are going on right now. And um, I'm talking, you know, I might not agree with every point, but I'm in agreement that we need to start bridging the gaps here.
1: Yes. Uh, in fact, he writes, urging both sides, he or she writes, urging yes. both sides to be calmer and more open-minded. And I think that mm-hmm. that can be great advice in anything that yes. we do. Yes. Not just
0: politics. Right. right. All right. Um, this week's portion, Torah portion, is a And a means uh, to see. And it has to do with we are now entering the land. M- Moses is now leaving. He's in the process of leaving up until Rosh Hashanah. And he's leaving. He's going to die. And he's giving final instructions as to what the people will do when they get into the land and conquer the land. And so um, to see what I'm – it's the word is uh, a re'eh, re lif. Lif Nehem, which is to see what I'm giving before you. Um, And so he's, Rabbi Riskin always has an interesting um, uh, take on uh, the Parsha of the week, the Sedra of the week. And uh, so please check it out um, and let me know what you think or just, you know, discuss it among your family. There's also a um, Test Your Knowledge to the Right, which uh, tests what you've read in that passage. Okay. I, always, I always like to
1: read those. Even yeah. I, I feel like it's a history lesson. That it
0: is a history Yeah. All right, so we move on to from the pages, and I will do the first one. Uh, each week, the American Israelite will print one milestone related to the history of the Cincinnati Jewish community over the last 200 years provided by the Cincinnati Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial Committee. Each milestone weaves Jewish history within the greater context of our community's development and our country at large. 1958, Yavna Day School is founded by a group of parents interested in creating a high-quality dual education of English and Hebrew, with emphasis on spoken Hebrew and the study of modern Israel. In 2008, the school is renamed Rockworn Academy after receiving a generous donation from the Rockworn Charitable Foundation. Mm. So, to learn more about the history of Jewish Cincinnati, go to JewishCincy200. All right, so 150 years ago, this was interesting.
1: All right, this one is titled Packages by Mail. Hmm. On the first day of July last, a law went into operation under which small packages of dry goods, hardware, drugs, except liquid drugs, and other merchandise not exceeding 12 ounces in weight can be mailed to any part of the United States at a charge of two cents for each two ounces of ration two ounces. Hmm. The existence of this facility is not generally known, but perhaps more than a month's time is required for the public to be made aware of a privilege it has long desired. Next in importance to cheap letter and newspaper postage comes this concession of sitting packages by mail. Friends may now send many little matters to each other which hereto, heretofore were kept back because of the express charges. Children at school may need May have needed articles transmitted, and clothing may become as common in the mail bag as books. Twelve cents for twelve ounces to San Francisco. Truly, progress is not sleeping. Mm -hmm. So that was one hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah. The excitement, you know, today we drop an envelope, package, bag. Heck, we don't even have to go to the post office anymore. We go to a Kohl's, to any Mm -hmm. any Amazon drop off spot, and you can have packages sent and returned. So.
0: It's not two cents, though. No, it's
1: not two cents. <laughs> it's some a little t- bit more than two cents. It, some are free. Some yeah, are free. Yeah, depends. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. So um, items. Uh, the total vote of the United States this fall will be enormous. It was a, an election year. Um, as we as we have now full full forty millions, full forty million of people, and as as our average vote is about one to five and a half. We shall take probably seven million and a half of ballots in 1840, 32 years ago, when the entire vote was brought out after a most exciting canvass. It was about two million three hundred thousand. As we go, as as we as we to go on in this. This is as are we to go on in this manner. Trebling 1900 will have 20 million of voters. Editors note approximately 6,471,983 people voted in the 1872 election. The race was between Ulysses S. Grant and Horace Greeley, with Grant emerging victorious. Though the Israelite at the time expressed the hope that 20 million would vote in the 1900 presidential election, the country fell a bit shy of that goal with just below $14 million showing up to polls that year. The election was between William Jennings Bryant and William McKinley, who ended up winning the race. McKinley's running mate was Theodore Roosevelt.
1: <laughs> wow. And, um, gosh, what would they think about this last primary voter turnout in Hamilton County was d- small.
0: Was it small?
1: Yes, it was um, I believe 6%. Okay. But, what uh, you know, when we, when we do read from the pages, uh, we like to note that we're reading as it was written back then. Right, right, right. So right, right, when, right, right. even it's when I was... English. Yeah, right. when I was, I stumbled a bit under packages right. by the mail because it is not of current right. English and how we would maybe construct a sentence. So it wasn't Ted being right. all nervous right. and not right. able to read. It's just... Yeah. it the the way it's written it's in from these pages is um, is a bit more old-fashioned, as you
0: might. Yeah, say. so that was from eight August 23rd, 1872 issue. Mm-hmm. All right, so you want to do the um, this next one from 125?
1: 125, The um, I have it marked here, uh, notes and comments. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, here we go. Notes and comments 125 years ago. The French duel is an admirable institution. By its means, it becomes possible to heal wounds inflicted on the honor of the most exquisitely sensitive, at a minimum risk of danger to the life of the participants, the published accounts of the recent meeting between the sh- scion Sion. Mm-hmm. of the combined royal lines of Orleans and Bourbon, and the representative of the House of Savoy cannot but amuse anyone possessed of the slightest sense of humor. Talk about tough to read. Yeah. Anyway, yet there are many. There are there are so many fools left in the world. That the absurd affair is taken seriously by a large proportion of people of Europe. The Emperor of Germany solemnly congratulates the Count of Turin on the latter's part in the farce. Mm. And the French people make as much to do over the pin scratches received by Prince Henri as if they were fatal wounds inflicted in defense of the most sacred cause. The proper thing for all concerned in the matter would be six months at hard work on the chain gang which is the only sensible treatment for such mock heroics and opera buffa chivalry. Uh, that was written in 1897, and uh, if someone knows what, what I just read, please let me know, because I'm, l- I'm a little boof, confused still. Boof, <laughs> boof. Uh I think they should have other things to do 125 years ago. All
0: right, 100 years ago. Uh, so a league formed to curb Ku Klux Activities. A nationwide effort to curb the activities of the Ku Klux Klan has been announced in Chicago with the formation of the American Unity League. Bishop Samuel Fallows of the Reform Episcopal Church was named honorary chairman. Patrick H. O'Donnell, a Chicago attorney, is chairman. A national conference on campaign plans will be held in Chicago on September 5 to which delegates from every state and leaders representing all the racial and religious groups in America are being invited, said Mr. O'Connell. While the league is non-political, it will oppose candidates who are to be supported by the 27,000 Klansmen in Chicago in the fall elections. In a telegraph to the meeting from Bishop Fallows, now in California, he said the Ku Klux Klan is a is a mean to religious freedom. A source of danger to the state and its growing strength should be curbed through the United efforts of all Americans, all true Americans, regardless of creed, race, or conditions in life. Editors note: The KKK would end up with 50,000 members in Chicago alone during the 1920s. However, the American Unity League was able to squash to quash the Klan by publishing a news- weekly newspaper that printed names, addresses, and occupations of many Chicagoland Kla- Klan members by 1925. The KKK had mostly disappeared from Chicago as a ro- result of this effort.
1: Wow, in under five years.
0: That's uh, August twenty fourth, mm-hmm.
1: 1922,
0: 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, boss Mitzvah. Fifty years ago, Mr. and Mrs. Fred R. Brenner of 9099 Cherry Blossom Lane are proud to announce the forthcoming boss Mitzvah of their daughter, Jennifer Beth, Jennifer Brenner, On Friday, August 25, at 8 p.m. at Northern Hills Synagogue, 715 Fleming Road. And Oneg Shabbat will follow services. Jennifer is the granddaughter of Mr. and Mrs. Lewis Wallen and Mrs. Lewis Brenner and the late Mr. Brenner.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right.
0: uh, I'll do this final one. All right. So visit World at Northern Hills Synagogue. Northern Hills Synagogue, this is uh, 25 years ago. Northern Hills Synagogue Congregation B'nai Avraham will host Sukkah World, a Sukkah theme park on Sunday morning, September 7, from 9:45 a.m. to noon. You may have been to Disney World, but you've never, you've been nowhere until you've been to Sukkah World, said Jeff Basson, Northern Hills Synagogue Vice President. Sukkah World will feature everything needed to make Sukkah special. In the enhanced sukkah, people can can see how easy it is to build a sukkah. In lulav land, learn how to bless and use a lulav and etrog. In Decoration Square, people can make decorations for the holiday. Rabbi Gershon Bernard observed many people who have never done it before, intimidated by the thought of building a sukkah or otherwise observing the holiday, want to show how easy and fun it is. August 28, 1997. All right. Moving on, okay. Um, this in today's Jewish history is somewhat concerning, and I will read this one. This is from August 26 of 1903. Russian newspaper publishes protocols. So this is the protocols of the Elders of Zion. Uh, the protocols of the Elders of Zion, the most widely distributed anti-Semitic publication in history, is first published in Zanima. Uh, Russian newspaper, plagiar- plagiarizing the dialogue from an 1864 French political satire. The pamphlet most likely was written in the late 19th century in Paris. It gains attention and is widely distributed after World War One, including by Henry Ford. The Times of Lovedon- London proves it is a fraud in
1: 1921.
0: Kind of sad. Yes, very. All right. You want to do uh, dining out?
1: Oh, my favorite! So today we're uh, we're w- what's featured is a restaurant in Padre- uh, in Old Milford called Padrino, mm-hmm. and it's Italian. And it is um, a what they call a, a American casual. It's very inviting. Um, it's got uh, a, a old world ambiance, but um, the the biggest thing there is, is they've got really good food in a very comfortable environment. Mm-hmm. And what's featured is a um, Italian pasta dish. It's called pasta aglio olio, and it looks terrific. Lots of um, fresh vegetables, featuring tomatoes and spinach. Um, they also have vegetarian pizza, and they have hoagie-style sandwiches um, that are a little bit that are a little different than the Chicago-style sandwich that we know. Um, but um, both the French dip and the Chicago Italian beef are delicious, and it looks like that um, this little restaurant in Milford, I've, I've been there, and it is very tasty, and I would recommend them.
0: Okay. Very good. All right. Um, we have a legal article, legal column this week by Michael Ganson, and we also have a psychological, forensic psychological column by Dr. Ken Mangus this week.
1: And um, that article with Dr. Mangus is about our fickle memory. Mm-hmm. So as we get older, they say keep your mind active, and it'll help with your memory. So pickleball, yeah, the, the pickleball helps. Crossword, I pickleball, crossword, cross, crossword pickleball helps. puzzles, reading the American Israelite aloud.
0: That's true. That's why we do this. Yeah, yes. keep our minds limber. All right, um, Richard Katz has a sports column this week, and. Um, it's very interesting. He talks about the, um, the NIL mm-hmm. and also about um, this, the transfer portal and the LIV, which is the 54 golf league that just started up.
1: Yes, that live, or is it live? Live, it's live, live right, golf but it's league. L-L-I-V. L- yes.
0: yes. Yeah. All right. So we move on to death notices.
1: Well, this was a sad one, and yeah. I and I know this uh, this actress had been sh- had a very public battle with breast cancer. But we did lose Olivia Newton-John. Oh. Uh, most of us know her as Sweet Sandy in the grease in the grease <laughs> movies. Um, she was young, only seventy three. Yeah, but um, she was very much out there with her struggle against um, breast, breast cancer, and she was also, in addition to being an actress, she also um, Won, won awards for singing, yeah. And um, hopelessly devoted to you mm-hmm. was uh, was also get physical. Was, oh yeah. Oh, I had that. That was my first record. <laughs> I was um, let me think. I, I was in fifth grade, and that was my first adult record was uh-huh. Get Physical. And I had a little um, record player and a little box that I carried, like a little small suitcase I carried around.
0: But she is. Um, Did your parents like that?
1: Well, yeah, they, they like, like that.
0: Close the room and close the door, please. We don't want to listen to that song anymore.
1: Yes, and you know <laughs> Jane Fonda was really big at that time, but I was yeah. still a little too young for Jane Fonda. But uh-huh. I thought that I thought I was a cool kid when I got so that. I, I didn't realize
0: she was Jewish. I uh, her did not either. Grandfather was uh, is was Max Born, uh, Jewish n- Jewish Nobel Prize laureate and one of the founders of quantum mechanics. And he was also a friend of Albert Einstein.
1: That's very,
0: right? very impressive. Her mother was Jewish, and so she was Jewish too. Now I don't know if she was practicing, but mm-hmm. she was. She's definitely a uh, very successful mm-hmm. Jewish Jewish woman. Mm-hmm.
1: And she was quoted that her mother was very proud of her Jewish heritage and talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also noted that some of her best closest girlfriends were also Jewish.
0: Yeah. All right. So in death notices, we have uh, Milton. Schloss Jr., age 79, passed away August 17, 2022, 20th of Av, 5782. Um, and also Elaine Waxler, knee Wolder, age 74, age, uh, sorry, age 74, August 18, 2022, 21st of Av, 5782. Uh, may their memories be for a blessing. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we've got. An ad on the back cover, which is the uh, Cincinnati, Jewish Cincinnati Bicentennial, and there is, uh, they're going to have a concert to end the year for the year of the Jewish 200 years, um, which is a concert for Cincinnati, and it's featuring Walk the Moon. And you've you've heard this song that's uh, "Shut Up and Dance with Me." That's their song, and they're yes. from Cincinnati.
1: Yes. Well, I, I don't want anyone to say "shut up" to anybody. But, but so close your mouth and dance with me. <laughs> okay,
0: close your mouth and dance with me. Okay.
1: It doesn't have that. As, it's not as catchy. All
0: right. Uh, also, we've got uh, Trombone Shorty and Who I've Orleans heard of. Avenue, yep. and with special Against Lawrence, and this is on October fifteenth. At the Andrew J Brady Music Center, I think that's downtown on the river.
1: It sure is right next to the formerly known stadium, now Paycor Stadium.
0: Okay, it's right down it's, there. Yes, it is. Okay. It is
1: between. It is close. To, it's between the ballpark and the Bengals Stadium, but closer to the Bengal Stadium. Okay. And I have seen a concert there, and it's a great. It's a great venue. Great place. Okay. Yes, and um, you can get tickets at uh, JewishCincy200.org.
0: All right. So, uh, we move on to Bad Joke of the Week.
1: Oh, I haven't, I haven't even read it, so this is
0: going to be... Well, this one is kind of hard to understand, but I'll do it, okay? Uh, this is from the Encyclopedia of Jewish Humor from Biblical Times to the Modern Age, compiled and edited by Henry D. Spaulding. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm braced. Oi, doctor! Did I have a rough time at Palm Beach? You look fine to me, said. What, fine to me, what happened? What happened? Lobster bit off my toe. Is that so? Which one? What do you mean, which one? Who knows one lobster from another? (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) obviously looking at his feet, and he doesn't have any toes removed, so he's like, which toe is it? And he's like, hang hey, you know."
1: Well, I get it, but, you know, the lobster. I mean, it's a lobster. It was Henry. Henry lo- the lobster. Henry the lobster. He's running okay. around well, with an not extra. It's not kosher.
0: It's not kosher. It's okay. not okay. In we'll the extra it's digit. It's not kosher in, at this point in time. <laughs> All right. Well, that concludes our, our, our uh, podcast for the day. Uh, some controversy this week, which people will be discussing. And uh, it's a little controversial. this uh, the letter to the editor. Uh, yes, we'll be reading that. And some other stuff going on that's mm-hmm. uh, you know going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rosh Hashanah is coming up in about a month.
1: That's, yeah. one month. That's uh, less than a, m-
0: a month from today with the 20th, 25th, fifth, twenty sixth. Yeah. Wow. One Mark month. your
1: calendars. Mark your calendars yeah. and uh, enter that. Enter that um, crayon contest. Yes, the coloring contest.
0: Yes. Get any age is okay. You can, you know, you can participate at any age. We don't really care.
1: I'm making a 3D version. Well, that's cool. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody. It was uh, thanks for listening, and we'll hope to see you and talk to you soon.
0: Good. To have everybody. Everybody have a great Shabbos, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>